Hi, this is your host Radhika Chiramamilla. Welcome to my podcast Toastmaster Journeys. Today I am very excited to have Dr. Andrew Cullen as our honored guest. Dr. Andrew Cullen is a dermatologist in solo practice for 24 years. He lives in Powell, Ohio with his wife Shelly and their beautiful four children. Dr. Cullen joined Delaware Toastmasters few months ago to overcome his fear for public speaking. I have met Andrew through Delaware Toastmasters. It has been very inspiring for me to see his dedication and hard work that he puts in to achieve his goal. He comes well prepared for the meetings, actively participates and always ready to help when needed. Every meeting he attends he looks for opportunities to speak either through prepared speeches table topics inspirational moment or being an evaluator it has been wonderful to get to know dr colon and very happy to see his positive impact on all the members of the club now let's welcome dr andrew colon hi radhika how are you Good thank you. Thank you so much for uh coming here and giving your time. Um uh, pleasure. And of course call me Andrew. <laughs> thank you. I'm so used to calling you Andrew. Andrew, tell us about your Toastmaster journey. How did it all start? Was there a specific moment or experience that led you to felt like you need to overcome your fear for public speaking? No, I wouldn't say there was an a single moment. Uh it was more a, a accumulation of time where I knew I wasn't comfortable with public speaking first of all. I'd done plenty in the past, you know, even starting in as a child in high school doing a lot of uh being in a lot of positions where I did public speaking. Mm-hmm. Some in college, uh some in med school even some well plenty in residency and some after however i've gone for a long time without having a lot of opportunities for public speaking i'm in a solo practice so it's just me in my office mm-hmm. and i've had you know all day long i have experiences communicating with patients Mm-hmm. but that's one on one maybe one on two maybe one on three but not speaking to a large group so what i think happened and this is my my amateur psychologist speaking here is that over time without the experience i became less and less confident in public speaking so that grew gradually over mm-hmm. even decades over that time i'd heard the name toastmasters i looked at it a little bit online i just kept deferring it hmm. uh i think i pictured a bunch of captains of industry trying to perfect their their mm-hmm. speeches that they would give to their companies and i would just be completely out of my league and not comfortable finally mm-hmm. after years of putting it off the main thought i'd say that truly got me 
to take the jump to Toastmasters was there'll come times in my life when I'll want to express myself, important times, mm -hmm. weddings, funerals, and am I going to be comfortable enough to say what I'd like to say well or to say it at all? And that bothered me a lot. So I finally said, what the heck, let's try it out. And when I did, I, I can say only that I've been very pleasantly surprised. It's been a, a really nice experience. Wow. That's amazing. I One thing I'm starting to realize is irrespective of what profession you're in, whether you're an engineer or doctor or a scientist, you need good communication skills and public, some decent public speaking skills. So it's not too late to invest in communication, improving your communication or public speaking skills, um, especially for the next generation um, who are in Insta Reels, you know, uh, Facebook uh, updates, I hope they see the value of communication skills and, uh, you know, able to invest in it as well. I agree. I agree. There's, there's a tremendous value to it. Yeah both for those doing the communication because you can be heard you can speak your thoughts you can speak them in a way that other people understand mm -hmm. and perhaps can be moved by or inspired or at least understand mm -hmm. or at least know what you're saying yeah um and for those who are hearing that it's beneficial because they're they're going to hopefully learn something learn something about other people mm -hmm. uh, something that can can help them yeah absolutely i know you are very regular to toastmasters meetings and you come very well prepared what was the most challenging role or uh, any responsibility you have undertaken at toastmaster none of the roles have been too difficult as of yet i haven't taken on the role of Toastmaster. So mm -hmm. I suppose that would be the next challenge where I have to actually run a meeting, keep a meeting going smoothly, mm -hmm. fill in the spaces both physically and verbally mm -hmm. between different speakers. So that, that'll be the next big challenge. Overall, the biggest challenge goes back to walking in the door <laughs> once I walked in the door the first time mm -hmm. and was given the opportunity to give a table topic speech the first day mm -hmm. I thought well I'll just jump in with both feet and just get started and as soon as I started it began to get easier mm -hmm. more comfortable uh, more calming mm -hmm. and the jitters the jitters went away or started to go away. Mm -hmm. So every time I come in, every time and I try to do something at every meeting, at least one or two presentations. And every little bit helps. 
Yes, I know you and I, you and I had spoken before about the importance of repetitions. In other words, the more chances that you get and the more chances that you take advantage of to speak publicly, mm -hmm. the easier it gets and the more practice you're getting, the better you get. So for me, I guess going back to your question, I haven't taken on any what I call super challenging roles mm -hmm. or being the president or anything of that nature, but just getting started so far was the biggest step for me. Oh, absolutely. I think um, Toastmaster role is going to be a difficult one. I wouldn't say it's an easy one. Um, you even, I think for most seasoned Toastmasters, they have hard time to keep the momentum going and not miss things on the agenda. A right. lot of times I have done those mistakes. Either I forget to call out what is our word of the day or call upon, you know, the timers or uh, it's, it's, it's always going to be um, some challenge or the other, but that's the beauty of it, right? You would do the, like you said, as you practice, as you repeat it, you will, you will get better at it. Um, but, uh, and my challenge or at least my um, struggle is with the table topics. I still struggle to come up with a, a better narrative within the short time span. I always require some time to prepare myself, think about what, what if this scenarios to give an answer, even at work or at, at my, in my personal life. Um, so that, that really, um, you know, requires a lot, a lot of time, at least uh, five to 10 minutes to think about it and uh, think about the pros and cons and then give a response. That's how my brain has been tuned. But now the table topics really challenges me because I have to really think about the beginning, middle and end within under a minute and deliver it and, uh, and people should connect to it. I can speak something, but uh, people <laughs> should understand that what I'm saying. So delivering it such a way that it is connecting to the people has been my biggest challenge. I'm still working on it. And I can see myself um, getting better at it, like, you know, especially when I'm having my conversations with my manager, when he asks me some questions or some topics that I'm not really familiar with. I used to say, okay, I'll get back to you. But now at least I should, I'm thinking, you know, um, on my feet and say, okay, what if, if this is, you know, if this is the way we should do it, or at least I'm able to converse better. I can certainly see that difference, but still, um, I think it's a long way for me to go on the table topics. Well, you know, that, that's a good point you make, uh, or that you open with, is that you realize that you're not that good at that, or you could, you could improve. Mm-hmm. Well, being in that setting of Toastmasters gives you the opportunity to figure out what do I need to work on? Mm -hmm. What am I getting very good at? What can I feel a lot of confidence with? What do I need to keep working hard on? Mm -hmm. 
And it's nice to do that every two weeks to go in there, check yourself uh, if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, in your case, maybe you make the point of every two weeks you do a table topic just to keep practicing, keep practicing. But the meeting is a, a very nice blend, I found, of mm-hmm. both prepared speeches, off the cuff speeches. Evaluations, for instance, is listening to someone else's speech mm-hmm. and and telling them what they did well, what you thought they can improve on. So it's a different way to think about it. Mm-hmm. But that different way of thinking also helps you in your own speaking. Because you realize what makes a speech good after you've evaluated it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It, even listening to other people giving the evaluation, you could gain so many nuggets mm-hmm. just listening, you know, to their evaluation because most of the um, improvements are applicable to many of the members as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All right. Moving on now. Andrew, tell us about a misunderstanding or a mistake you had done when you started out with the Toastmasters. You know, I mentioned earlier that I just pictured a bunch of Mm -hmm. highly skilled public speakers, very polished. And while there are plenty in -hmm. our Toastmaster group, there are plenty of people who are just trying to improve. Or just trying to get comfortable like me. Mm-hmm. So there's all levels. The nice thing is the people who are very polished and really trying to maybe perfect their speech mm-hmm. giving abilities is that they're very helpful. Mm-hmm. They're very nice. They're very willing to give advice. They don't look down on you if you aren't the best speaker or if you're just starting out. So it's a, it's a nice mix and it's, it's been a, I guess a surprise Mm -hmm. that it's been that pleasant of an experience. That's great to hear. It's one of the, I think a misconception that many people had that Toastmaster uh, uh, platform is for seasoned or uh, people who are really, you know, looking to perfect their speeches, but it is not. It is for everyone. If you want to be at that level and if you are already at that level, there are certainly clubs out there um, who only take professionals um, who have completed certain um levels in your academic um achievements as well um but but i think majority of the clubs support um you know at various i mean people at various levels in their uh, public speaking skills and it's good to have that mix right so like you said it's good to have those seasoned and people who have have already mastered their uh, speaking skills to give us direction, to let us know where we should be focusing next. 
Um, so, and um, I feel like, you know, Delaware Toastmasters has that good mix. Mm-hmm. I agree. And there's a lot of ways to, to learn as well. Uh, I've found that I can mm-hmm. pick, up, pick up little tips of what can make a, a speech or a presentation or a delivery mm-hmm. better from everybody in the room. Mm-hmm. whether it's something very specific or perhaps even watching someone who's still struggling mm-hmm. and not doing something well, at least in your mind, you say, okay, I see what they did and that didn't work. Mm. So that's something I'm going to avoid. Mm-hmm. So you can learn from the experts, but you can learn from those just beginning as well, what to do and what not to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> Um, I know it's been only a few months you have since you have joined Toastmasters, but do you see already um, your Toastmasters experiences helping you in your professional or personal life? I do. Actually, I'm I'm surprised how much it's made a difference. You are someone who, at least in my case, who became fearful of public speaking if there was something coming up in the near future whether it be a day a week a month or even a year away and i knew i was going to have to stand up and give some sort of formal presentation or speech mm-hmm. when i thought about it i'd get butterflies in my stomach this to people who are are used to speaking publicly, they may think that's insanity. What are you so worried about? But when it's sort of developed into a phobia for you, mm-hmm. it really can be bothersome. So you've got something that's coming up. Well, you may spend hours worrying about it or days mm-hmm. or weeks worrying about it. And of course that makes your life much less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And then you do it and, and, perhaps because you've been so nervous about it for so long, you don't perform as well. Or even if you perform well, you've still wasted all that time worrying. Mm-hmm. Well, what this has done for me so far, and I still have a long way to go. I don't want to pretend like I'm, I've just reached the mountaintop and I've got it all figured out because I uh, by no means have. But what it's done for me is the repetition, the constant exposure, the practice every two weeks has given me a comfort level where I know that if I have to stand up at a a wedding, Mm. a funeral, a dermatology meeting, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be relatively comfortable. Mm. So I don't have to spend that worrying time beforehand wondering Oh, how's this going to go? Am I going to look silly? Am I going to do poorly? Mm-hmm. No, I can, I can have the confidence going in, whether it's an hour from now, a week from now, or a year from now, that it's going to go okay. So I right there, I saved myself a lot of worry time and a lot of stress. So that's it's been a big impact, mm-hmm. both personally and professionally from that standpoint. That is such a confidence booster. I mean, that's such a, um, and gives you such a peace of mind that you are preparing for whatever 
that is going to be out there for in future. Mm. Um, I wish everybody could think like you and and just just not just worry about it. Do something about it. And uh, and I think well, I, I spent a lot of time worrying about it too. I should get too much credit. <laughs> no, I know. I think we all did. But I'm just saying that. I think it's it's a very common thing for people coming to Toastmasters. We procrastinate. We think that it should be okay. We'll be okay. But eventually, we we seek out help, right? Um, so I I'm just only asking whoever is listening to think about it, right? And uh, I think uh, you know, even everybody here who comes to Toastmasters, they are only getting better at what they were not, right? Um, so don't postpone it any further. <laughs> so if you are really thinking that you have an opportunity to improve, I think uh, we sh that decision doesn't have to wait. You can join immediately to Toastmasters. Um, and also about you know, just the peace of mind you get, like, you know, yeah, I'm not worried anymore. It's such a big burden off of your shoulders, right? So you could sleep better, you could concentrate better, and you can have a better, uh, peaceful life. Um, I think, I think that's, that's, that, that is uh, invaluable. Like, you know, you do, you're really preparing for yourself, and you really don't have to worry about it. So I think uh, I like that message what you have uh, conveyed there. Um, I know it's, it's just leads into our next topic of, you know, if I mean, other than the procrastination or other than thinking whether it's still Toastmasters is the right thing for me or not, do you have any other message for the people who are still thinking about joining the Toastmasters? Yeah, it's pretty easy to think about how to plug Toastmasters in my case. It is, first of all, a very welcoming environment. Mm -hmm. It's a very positive environment. People are truly interested in improving themselves and improving the other individuals there. You not only practice your craft, but you help other people practice theirs. In the meantime, all of what you're doing helps with your public speaking, whether you're mm -hmm. evaluating and telling other people how to improve or to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. The repetition, of course, itself is invaluable. Uh, the rate at which you address your practice and your involvement in Toastmasters, you can determine yourself. You don't show up and they say, oh, you've got to do this today. You've got to do that today. You can sit for six months and never mm -hmm. say a word if you want. Mm -hmm. You can walk in the first day and you can do two or three opportunities at speaking right away and go, uh, you know, hit the ground running uh, and then everywhere in between. Mm 
you can assume any sort of leadership role, both in the meeting mm -hmm. or in the club itself, or you can, you can hold off on that. So mm -hmm. there, there's no hurry. You can, you can just dip your toe in or you can jump right in the water. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like every meeting I get a little bit better. Mm -hmm. I improve a little bit. And if nothing else, Mm -hmm. Every meeting I get a chance to give some speech, whether it be a one to two minute table topic, a five to seven minute mm -hmm. speech, an evaluation, or perhaps give an inspirational moment, say the mm -hmm. Pledge, of Pledge of Allegiance, mm -hmm. anything. But mm -hmm. it's just a chance to do it, a chance to... to get the practice and to desensitize yourself if it is something that you have a phobia or a worry about. So mm -hmm. desensitizing is probably a good word. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's, I see it as like, you know, it's a safe environment where you can fail yourself, you can pick up and, you know, get up and, uh, you know, do it again and uh, do it with, support um there is a uh, plan. and if you fail you realize that it's not that big a deal yeah exactly you are not going to hurt yourself you are not going to hurt anyone um so it is it is a very safe environment where you can experiment learn and grow i, I think i think that's that's definitely a great message to um you know people who are still thinking about Toastmasters. So, Andrew, thank you so much for your time and sharing uh, your insights uh, about Toastmasters. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And thanks again for your uh, um, time here. Radhika, thanks for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Folks, thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Dr. Andrew Cullen. Dr. Quillen is fairly new to Toastmasters platform, but pretty amazing to hear how he's utilizing Toastmasters to get better at public speaking. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Dr. Quillen and wish him very best for his successful journey at Toastmasters. I'm going to leave you with these two takeaways. Repetition is the key to get better at public speaking and stop worrying about your fears, but act on them and be prepared for the future.